0: Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out AnthonyMindel.com/slash unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life. And that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in. The moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymyle.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy.
0: From Nickelodeon to alternative rock, today Tony chats with talented actor and musician Jack Griffo. The pair chat about Jack's career starring in The Thundermans, his transition from child acting, and his band Kid Baron. They talk on the pressures of social media, self-doubt as an artist, and the importance of being socially aware as an actor.
1: hello everybody welcome to another podcast of in the moment it's a very special day partly because it's the day before my birthday i don't think you knew that is anybody in here no nobody knows jen does so whatever by the time this comes out it's gonna be 20 i don't know late into 2023 but uh so happy birthday to me
0: happy early birthday (laughs) thank you
1: jack and there's my guest jack riffo yes this is when we push the applause button yeah all the bells and whistles. So, Jack, thanks for being here. It's me,
2: man. I'm how are excited. you? We were just
1: talking about how you're, you just turned twenty six. Wait, are you a Capricorn too?
2: I am a Sagittarius. You're a Sag. Yeah. Okay. Full Sagittarius.
1: And you were lamenting the fact that twenty six is so old.
2: Yeah, it feels it feels different this time. I don't know. I I've always wanted to be older. I feel like when we grow up, we oh, feel yeah. like oh, I want to be like, I want to be past like that youthful. I want to be like in my adult. To uh, be an adult, and yeah. now yeah. I'm 26. I'm like, nah, this Go is back. not the move. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, also because you've been in the business for a long time, mm-hmm. so I'm just say like, a couple of your credits, and you, like, I know you as this amazing talented adult no it's true super super funny super talented adult self i didn't know and you came to me like last year the Mm -hmm. year before right so but you have had quite the career as a young actor so that's also why 20 you know your 20s probably feel monumental exactly but you among other things you're in school of rock you were in alexa and katie on netflix which is a huge hit and you were Max Thunderman in the Thundermans, yeah. and did like ninety eight episodes. Yeah, hundred and three. Hundred and three. Let's not forget those five other ones. <laughs> yeah, we we did pass that oh hundred mark. my so. god! Yeah. With Ryan Whitney, do you know you know Ryan? Yeah, yeah she's, she's my, here ex, at the my first girlfriend. Oh wait, the Zach <laughs> I love Ryan though. Me too. No, Yeah, okay. well, She's good terms. Wait, did yeah, you guys meet on absolutely set? Absolutely
2: adore her. Did we, you have um, a, like a, yeah, a so, romance on set? Yeah. Yeah, whoa. actually yeah. I thought we would kind of get into this I, I, oh no I didn't even her. know.
1: I just was like who because I'm always curious like other students who are on shows I was like, oh do you but yeah. she came to the show a little bit later right So
2: no I was on C Dead Run.
1: Oh wow yeah so I was on
2: her show on Nick at Night with Scott Bayo um, and Rami okay um, and uh, Marcus um, and that was when I was 15 like right before Thunderman's whoa and we met and it was like, Instant with us, like we didn't even like meet around the bush. Oh, like we were like, I like you. first boyfriend, first girlfriend, and uh, or maybe she, we, we had some other stuff before that. But like serious, you know. um And yeah, and she ended up being on the Thundermans years later. And Aww. I know she's a student of yours. She's yeah. absolutely amazing, super love, talented. Love her, a good person. Yeah.
1: But by the time you were on the Thundermans, though, that that no fire we together. extinguished.
2: We were together. Did that fire
1: go out? Uh, it did. did that teen fire that we, feels we so, so real. Young. Yeah, well, I know.
2: I was 15 and she was maybe 14, and it went till I was 19. So oh, wow. it was a long okay, four, that is, that's, four or five years. Um, we were together when I was on Thundermans, and we had her on the show for a few episodes, actually.
1: I didn't date anybody um, till I was 23. Really? I mean, like that's so a late bloomer. I'm like,
2: yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't even know what teen dating is like, really.
2: I took it slow for me personally too okay. like I didn't um really I didn't do a lot of like physical things till I was like over 18 for right. sure like I just felt very Protective of that uh, Side of me I guess And uh, it, I felt like it was different From what everyone else Was doing too You raised a
1: Mormon? A Christian you... Oh a Christian yeah. Okay yeah. so like
2: My parents weren't like Super intense on me about it But it was right. just kind of In my mind And yeah, uh, yeah I wanted it to be special
1: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so sweet yeah. you romantic Yeah I'm,
2: I am a hopeless romantic For
1: Aww. sure
2: I love love I love you know Aww. Being in a relationship I, I usually am in a relationship And Are
1: you a serial Dater then? Serial, a serial... Oh yes yeah, that's what
2: it is Yeah But no, I so been wait single. go ahead go ahead it's okay I've been single for the longest that I've ever been single in my adult life right now like a year okay yeah are you it's crazy are you feeling um, anxious about it or are you know not- I feel good about uh-huh. it I feel really good I feel like I needed it you know like being on the Thundermans from 16 to 20 just like you learn so much mm. but you also give up a certain type of normalcy that of you learn being a normal kid um, and throughout that time, I was, I usually had a girlfriend and that like helped me feel good and, Mm. you know, sort of validated and needed and Mm -hmm. loved and that felt good. And so for the first time I'm 26, just turned 26. And, uh, this past year I've been like on my own and it's been So it's like, it's, yeah. well, in the beginning, but it gets hard sometimes, but I, I ended up really enjoying yeah. it and I, I am still enjoying it. And I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and you know, it's hard. You have to be alone with those, with those Feelings. thoughts by yourself. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's not the most fun. So. Yeah.
1: Well, true. When we are, you know, partnering with our thoughts, it's not the best partnership ever because the thoughts really like will do a number on us. Right. Like, yeah.
2: and as artists, it, we have so much of that. I mean me personally, like just the self doubt and like I feel like society has taught us or, or showed us that like if you do art, whether it's in any medium, if it's not um if you put it out in the world and it's not like received like amazing and people just love it and like wanna wanna share it with everybody, then it's like not good. Like, that's mm. what people have like taught us and right. I feel like we have to fight that that um that thing. You know what I mean? As artists it's just about like Bringing what's on the inside out, and if people don't like it, like it's not really, doesn't matter. It's That's not right. really for them. That's it's right. That's for, it's us. for well, it's
1: yeah. w- it's for the creator who created it, right? Like sure. create the thing you wish existed in the world. Mm-hmm. But I do think you know you, you're now 26. So you were a part of that. This is, you know, a little bit, little bit older, but like this generation now, where it's all about accumulating. Likes and repo like it's all about yeah it's data driven. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that we interpret data in such a like incorrect. I just posted, you know, here we go. But I just posted something <laughs> about the climate crisis, of course, because yeah. it's the seven hottest day, uh, seven hottest years on record were the past seven years, right? Tick 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 no tick. And I, I don't look at Instagram as validation, but it, sure enough, I posted it. I got like seven likes, just seven. <laughs> <laughs> and of course i was like in a tailspin depressed about that because yeah. i was like nobody cares nobody like yeah. you know what i mean but we're
2: programmed now it's i know really weird and it's it's terrible and uh dysfunctional but you know I, I try for me personally like i have a like a bit of a following and my engagement a bit gone, you have a lot of and following it's down. gone up and down and like my, with my engagement and stuff and like this isn't something that i really talk about but like it it is, like, weird for my mental health. Oh, really? You know okay, what I mean? let's like talk about it. When it goes right. down, it's like, oh, people don't, uh-huh. don't like me anymore, you uh-huh. know? And I, I'm a confident person. Like, I, I have good friends. I have a good family. But it's, like, in there. Oh. Uh-huh. You know? It's weird.
1: Because you, you've you've got to have, like, a million followers, right? You can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to say, how many?
2: Four, Four million. <laughs> okay.
1: So, wait, but, like, does it... What? Well, like so, four point. Let's say four point one, and then all of a sudden it goes to four point oh or something, and then you freak out a bit. It's not even
2: about that. Uh-huh. Like, like I'll lose followers. It's not about that. Well, how would you about know? The uh-huh. It's about the engagement. It's about literally likes. Ah, like, it's okay. terrible to yeah. like admit, but like it okay. is. So like,
1: you do look at that. I mean, we're conditioned yeah, to look of course. at that. You know, of course. yeah, of course, yeah. and
2: I've definitely uh, like learned to care about it less in the past couple years over COVID it's like gone down and I've kind of I think it was all for a, a purpose honestly because uh-huh. I feel like over the years maybe I've been looking at that as a sense of validation And mm. when I would get more it would make me feel pumped up or whatever and I think um, the greater powers in the universe sort of wanted me to not really lean on that mm-hmm. you know for my comfort and but my... Chuck, the
1: the thing is it's not real it's <laughs> not real no, it's just it's not. not real yeah, it's, it's not. all made up yeah. And, and I guess it's relatively real in terms of it's a, a data point that social media companies, tech companies use mm-hmm. for I don't know what what they're doing with that kind of information. But it's not like in terms of I mean I guess like there's so many different ways to think about it. It's not real in a in a, a feedback loop kind of way, like you're talking about mm-hmm. of like creating something and. Having other people receive it, yeah, do you no, know what I mean? Not, well, but I that is what. But that is what we have been conditioned to believe. It can be uh, uh, an arbiter of like selling goods, right? Like, mm. oh, you have a lot of followers, and somebody's going to reach out to you sure. and have brand awareness, yeah. and like you're going to like oh, you're going to promote these glasses or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like all of it is becoming a walking billboard or a walking commercial anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's a facade. It is a facade. It's like this
2: fake surface thing. So I know? think
1: it's just really important to keep, for all of us to keep remembering it's just not a real metric, you mm-hmm. know? And obviously the science is showing like it's really detrimental. Yeah. Like you were even saying, you and you're older, but like imagine a teenager still developing brain Like my niece, Mm -hmm. who's not on there yet, but soon I'm sure she's on TikTok, but she doesn't have her own account. But like, what's going to happen if she doesn't get likes? And it's really... Have you
2: heard about the whole TikTok thing and how they're trying to shut it down?
1: Well... If you follow, if you've read about the Chinese version of TikTok, they limit the amount of hours. Mm -hmm. They don't let kids post for more than like... They don't
2: do all the dance videos. Yeah. It's like all educational. But then
1: they like gave the wild, wild west to America because they want it to be a total chaos. They want us to be addicted. They want us to only... I know it
2: is. It's working. In America, I think the government's now like catching on and being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen.
1: (laughs) True. I don't know if they'll be able to shut it down. They won't. It's such a conglomerate thing. Of course. It's like way, making way too much money. Right? Exactly. And everything is like it's money driven. Of oh.
2: course, you always have to follow the money. That's what's yeah. so That's it. Follow the money. about the world. And like everyone that makes all the decisions only cares about the money. I know. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter, even if their own kids and grandchildren, their own offspring is going to be affected, like they don't care. And that's who's like making the decisions most of the time. It's frustrating.
1: It's interesting because yesterday, I haven't posted this yet because I was like, well, with seven likes of my climate report, <laughs> I'm going to get zero <laughs> likes on this. But I thought this was interesting because it speaks to that, that the World Economic Forum. See, we don't talk, just talk about acting on this no, podcast. No, you know, no, We no. talk about everything. Well, but the World Economic it. Forum was, you know, they always kind of, it's a, a forum that predicts, it's a social social economic forum that sort of predicts, you uh, how markets and systems will continue in the future based on mm-hmm. certain events or where the world is kind of sure. heading right and out of the top 10 risks for sort of financial stability and, and worldwide markets at the top 10 by it, they have, they give a 2 year forecast and a 10 year forecast the the out of the top 10 seven of them were climate related and the number one was like not mitigating climate Change, climate crisis, mm-hmm. catastrophe, right? Yeah. And the reason why I'm talking about this is so fascinating that we know the science knows that not just the actual environmental things that are happening, like flooding in San Francisco this past week and here in, in LA, LA yeah. or wherever, right? But now we see that there is like a financial uh, component, and yet the companies that are contributing to climate change that benefit in the short term, from sales, yeah. also then are going to be affected yeah. when there's a prediction that says the, the financial market is going to change because mm-hmm. of cataclysmic, cataclysmic events. But they don't, instant. right now, it's always about following the money.
2: It's the instant gratification. It's totally the instant it. satisfaction. I think we've okay. been with, you know, Amazon Prime oh yeah in. Like, well, see, oh, but like let me get this to my house right now you know i mean it's instant gratification and now we're all
1: like, guilty of it myself as well you know i know i'm part of the problem it's great
2: everything is like a I know. double-edged sword it's great but it you isn't know, the I internet know. the internet is great because it's it's pulling us in but it's bringing us out you know what i mean it's 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 like this yin and yang right i think yeah. all
1: these things are about you know why are we creating what is it what is it to make millions of dollars like where does it end i will say for those of you who have been totally depressed now <laughs> early on here in our podcast. Like there are a lot of corporations like Ben and Jerry's is just one of many that have turned to, they've become, um, they're not like an S corp. I think it's called a B corp. I could mm-hmm. be wrong with the, the letter. Um, but they basically are no longer, they don't have to answer to their board. Mm. So like, right. So that's part of the problem. Like corporate America is driven by their stockholders, their board, the, the chairman, men and women of the right. boards and having to fulfill their like, whatever, measurements of like making money and, yeah. you know, our growth earnings compared to last year. But there are some corporations that don't care about that anymore mm-hmm. and they're just creating their product to give back to communities. It's no longer about making profit. Yeah. And there are more and more companies that are doing that. So that is to me like, whoa, yeah.
2: you know. I, I think that we need more of that. I know, it's really you know powerful. Know I mean? And it's the really money powerful. thing we're talking about is like, I think that's what everybody... Everybody cares about.
1: I also think it's really important as an actor that we're talking about all these things because Mm -hmm. being an actor means telling stories during the time we're living in. Do you know what I mean? And for an actor, how do we access like universal awareness or social awareness? Not just, it's not just personal, it's not just, oh, I broke up with my girlfriend. It's (laughs) like, but that's also powerful and impactful. It's going on in the world, but it's surprising to me. You know how many times I've had conversations with people in LA and they're like, wait,
2: what? We're in a drought. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, where have you been living? I think it's like so important for artists to share their perspective. And like when I'm, I love going to concerts and festivals and music is like my favorite thing. I think it's the most powerful form of uh, communication on the the earth. And um, when artists like take time out of their set to actually talk about what's going on in the world you know their own unique perspective that's what I feel like we have a responsibility to share as artists is like our perspective right like for me I feel like I've lived like this unique life and I got to mm. travel at a really young age and uh kind of be exposed to a lot of different things that you know very young and that I'm not I'll say like I'm not educated but I have like this sort of like World, world education, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel a responsibility to like share what I've gone through. and I feel like art is this gift, right? Like, for example, i've I've verbalized this a couple of times in the past year, and I'm trying to like get my hypothesis out. yeah, but I feel like, you know when you read a book or watch a movie or a doc, um, you learn something from it. You get something from it, you know. And people always say reading is like the best thing for you, and you should always be reading, and that's true. But I feel like music, in particular, and film and TV, it's like um, it's like a cheat. It's like an easy way for people to consume mm-hmm. like like information, right? And they can take something from it. Where that's why I feel like. For me personally, in my music, I've been doing this band for a couple years. It didn't happen because I wanted to be a musician or I wanted to be famous or I wanted to be recognized. It came out of place of like therapy for me. Like I was going through like the worst time of my life, and I made it into a song. Uh-huh. And I feel like as artists, uh, yeah. like it's it's that it's that gift. It's like hey, this is what I worked through, and this is I'm putting it in this tangible form and here it is for you I don't know you I don't know your your race your background your sexual orientation like I don't know any of it but this might help you because it it helped me and it's like the gift of art and that's kind of what I'm like uh really um finding it to be more now that I've been doing music you Mm, know I love it it's not easy you know like for me I feel like most of the best my best songs come from like sadness and I feel like because it's the most powerful art right? right when we're when we're going through stress and duress and and, and down in the depths you know um, but it's also the most powerful because now when I play certain songs in our set with the band it's like it reminds me of those terrible times but now I had like the most like joyous time playing it and it's oh, the yeah. transformative mm-hmm. power the healing of aspect exactly. of it, for
1: sure so wait let's talk about your what, what what's your band called?
2: Kid Baron,
1: Kid Baron, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, thanks. And what, like, what's your in, like, how would you describe it, like, sound wise? Alternative rock. Okay, for sure. Oh wow. Okay. We only
2: have two songs out. Okay. Um, I started it right in the beginning of the pandemic. Oh. Because.
1: Because you were always playing, right? Probably like. I've always been playing
2: guitar and and music, Uh and I I loved singing from a young age. Did YouTube before it was a thing to be a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did like covers and stuff, and a couple original songs. But then I got Thundermans, and Thundermans took my my whole high school, post-high school career, and I really didn't pursue music in that way, because I was just really happy doing Thundermans. I, I came here to be an actor, you know, I finally got my show, and I just wanted to put all my eggs in that basket, mm-hmm. right? But that ended in 2018, and then a pandemic happened in 2020, and I just stopped working. Like, you know, and from someone that came from, you know, working, working consistently for six yeah. years straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was depressed. Like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, just like the artist's self doubt, and like I wasn't working anymore. I was like, well, I guess I'm no good anymore, you know? And I needed another medium, I needed another thing. Uh And um, around that time, my parents actually separated. Uh Uh And that was really, really hard for me and a hard time. And I didn't really know what to do or how to get the feelings out. Uh And it was the first time that I wrote a song that really meant something to me. You know what I mean? I, I since Thundermans ended, I had been like teaching myself how to write songs, mm-hmm. but nothing really that like set me on fire that I felt like I had to release and like share to the world. But with this bad time I was going through, I just called my friend Tristan up, and he's my lead guitar player. Okay. And um, I was like, "This happened. Like, I don't know how I feel. Like, I just need to like process it and express it." Like, he's like, "Come up, come up to my house, like right now." And we made this song. It's called Birds. It's still in our set. And we haven't released it but it's one of those songs that just reminds me of like you know we get in our heads of like why we're doing this mm. and it's it's a hard road to be an artist and to be an actor to do music it's so saturated with good performers good artists and you have to remember why you're doing it and for me i just go back to I don't know where I'd be without it in my own mental health, you know Mm. what I mean? Like it's therapy for me kind of getting it out and it turns bad times into the best times.
1: So what's, do you, are you singing about your parents' divorce kind of as a metaphor in the lyrics and kind of?
2: Yeah, well, Birds specifically is kind of about some birds of prey Uh and how when somebody has their own one track mind and you're affected by it, there's really nothing like you can do about it. They're going to do what they're doing and it's on their path and it's not really about you, but you're like having to pick up the pieces. Uh You know what I mean? You're like the victim of it. I'm, Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. There's a bird of prey, and there's me. I love it. And uh, yeah. So
1: when will we hear this song? Like how do you? How are you? What's the plan?
2: So we have two songs out. First was "Work It Somehow," which was also a really. came from like a sad place as well, it's not okay. a really, really real place, which I'm happy that was like our first song, something that was really real to me. Mm-hmm. And then we did Best Shot at the end of last year, and we're going to do a few more singles this year. We did really well in our live performances last year, we really wanted to focus on getting out in LA, doing gigs, and we built our little LA following fan base, a lot of friends came out for our Viper Room show, it was awesome, okay. it's awesome. it so cool. And now this year we really want to focus on like writing, recording, figuring out our new set, getting new songs together, and also being active online like TikTok and stuff. Right, I was gonna say yeah, you have to do we the TikTok really version, slept on it last right? year, no, and so to. this year we're really gonna try to. Put our our best foot forward yeah. in, in that realm and doing the online thing, even though it doesn't really come natural to me. Which right. is another point. Like mm. everyone thinks I'm like this like social media savvy person because right. I have 400 so followers. followers, but those just like came because yeah. I was on on there. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. work it. I yeah. don't really know how it works. Yeah. You know, so it's like this weird thing.
1: So yeah. interesting. I mean, I have so many thoughts about that. But one I was going to say too is because you have so many followers i'm just trying to like help you maybe feel better about when you lose fans Mm -hmm. it's because a lot of those people that followed you were probably like tweenagers yeah do what i mean they were probably young Mm -hmm. and now as they've gotten older they've maybe like dropped out of like i don't know their their interests have changed right it's like i don't watch something that i used to watch when i was you know 12 right so um but yeah i think tiktok that's i mean look it's a a platform so that more people have access to your stuff mm-hmm. and right? it's hella creative. No, like, yeah, it can we, be. Yeah. we did some videos,
2: yeah. we did our first day doing TikToks like a week ago, yeah. And I had a good time, you had a good time, I had okay, a really yeah. good yeah. time, like kind of coming up with ideas and editing it. Yeah, here and, we are uh, hating on it, yeah. And then we're like, it's actually kind of <laughs> fun. Like, actually low key, <laughs> 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 don't no, the,
1: tell anyone. The
2: editor's like pretty, like, oh, yeah, no, I, I know, I know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't use it, but like. Mm-hmm. Jen here, like people do, and like yeah, yeah it is cool, and so you know. But that's the problem. I mean, yes, it's great if you're a content creator, which I guess everybody has become. But yeah. I think the 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 evils of it is all of a sudden you're just looking at everybody else's. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is mindless, right? Well, it reminds and, me.
2: It's, sorry to cut you off. It's like it's like an extension of reality. Yeah. Right. The Instagram, the TikTok, but when it becomes more of a reality than, than reality,
1: reality, we're then in it trouble. A well, book. I think we've passed that. We're well.
2: It depends person to person, right? Like I I I, I do feel like I spend too much time yeah. on Instagram yeah. you know what I mean I'm not a TikTok person I, 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 I know that it's like so big and I have been looking recently because I'm starting to do them with my band but uh, I, I do like two and a half hours three hours on Instagram a day like oh it's, wow it's
1: bad. that's yeah. a lot it's a lot yeah. yeah
2: it's not the worst that I've heard but like it's a lot I'll do, but I, also I will do business go down and a, stuff you know what I oh, mean oh okay like yeah a, that's like true you have bit, brand endorsements you know, probably half and half You know?
1: I will sometimes go down a rabbit hole of like animal videos <laughs> <laughs> safari no I will because I just went I, yeah. I went to our Cape Town school and then my boyfriend and I went on safari and I was like oh and then I would like look up like you know safari in Botswana like I would yeah. look up I was like I saw that elephant when I was yeah. on safari or whatever I want to go to a
2: safari <laughs> so bad my cousin it's pretty amazing like, you're saw... going to become
1: obsessed with these videos I on know. Instagram
2: I follow some fucked up shit on Instagram oh some you do animal fucked up shit
1: yeah. oh like like animals eating animals oh, yeah. I watch those too like I just yeah, find no, Nature so is so cruel. Crazy. Like, I'm always like, why does the crocodile always win? Like, why? <laughs> did you see the video oh, I'm sure I have. of Tell this
2: me. woman's wedding and they like pan over and like a bear's like eating a moose? Oh yes, like, I did Burn! see that at the wedding. I did see that. Yes, so bad. She's like, I did see that.
1: Yes, I was like, first of all, why are you having it at the side of the road <laughs> yeah, where a bear would be eating yeah. a moose? Not the best like what? location for your nature, wedding. You know? Not your best event space. Yeah. but um <laughs> That's funny, Jack. Well, let's talk a little bit about. um, So, how did you get the Thunderman role? Well, that that was your first like big breakthrough, right? Like, yeah. How old were you? Fifteen.
2: Sixteen. Whoa! And you
1: just went through all the like steps, right? You audition and then you call back
2: and then. Yeah, pretty much. I so I came out here in 2010. Okay, I was thirteen. From Florida. Oh wow! Yeah, from Orlando. Yeah, which we had a lot of stuff going on there for artists. Oh, I'm sure. For actors, you know, I did a bunch of community theater. Disney. I mean, yeah, I lived right next to Universal. I did like commercial for them at a really young age Uh that kind of got me into it. Yeah. Um, but I really grew up for performing on stage, um, doing community theater and stuff, a couple musicals, a couple plays, and right then I I was hooked. And my older brothers actually were actors, and they went to a really big theater magnet program in Orlando in high school, and okay. so I just grew up idolizing that. Right. Um, most kids were into football and basketball, which I still like sports, but I loved going to shows, uh-huh. so that was my thing. Yeah. And I was going to go to New York, like my older brothers did, and do the whole theater major in high school, in college thing, and around the time I was 13, I had started taking classes in Orlando, um, like film and TV classes on mm-hmm. camera, you know and up until then i was going to go to new york but then they kind of changed my thinking to la right mm-hmm. they were like oh you should like don't go to new york like, go to la right. you know like there's a lot for him like he's got something maybe you know he could uh, he can make it work out there and my mom was like okay and i kind of went home and i thought about it and you know my brothers are amazing and they're so talented but at the same time they weren't working you know what I mean they were going they were going to college they were you know having a rough go at it and I was telling my parents I was like I think I don't want to do that anymore I think I want to go to LA and like see if I can do it now you know and they were kind of like all right you know right. <laughs> like I was in eighth grade like grades wow. really didn't count yet and um, they were like well okay well, we'll give it a year you know so me and my mom went out and I just had the best time. Like Always I, the
1: mom sacrifice. I know so oh many my parents of kids, she's and they come out right. Like she's and
2: like my number one yeah. gal, and just like so supportive. My dad too, super supportive. Right, of course, both. And right. um, we got a little apartment in Toluca Lake, and okay. you know we just kicked it. And <laughs> yeah. I went to uh, John D. Quino's acting school. Shout out John. Okay. And um, it was great for me. You know, I
1: and you were fourteen. I,
2: I was. I was about to turn 14. Okay, yeah. right. I was 13 and um, just started going to class. Because, you know, when you move here, a lot of people think, like, you just, like, it happens overnight. Right, of course. You know? yeah. And it took me three years, you know, yeah. to, like, yeah. and I was a kid, full of youth and, right. you know, ju- juvenile uh, energy, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it still took me years, yeah. you know. And... Um, started taking class started meeting my friends who I still have today I have an amazing group of friends here in LA a lot of people think like there aren't good people here like there's such good people oh there. for sure you know like yeah. any, any place yeah, anywhere. bad people good people yeah um, but my agents kind of explained it to me perfectly. They were like, so no one's really going to know you like this first year. And then like next year, like cast members will like start to get to know mm-hmm. you. And then you start getting like producer sessions right. or whatever the third Call year. Back. And then by four so, years, you'll, you might book a show. Right? And literally it happened like that. Like three years into it, I booked Thundermans. Wow. And um, it was the best. It was like the best experience. I literally can't speak hi- higher of it. Um, learned so much. I grew into the The boyish man that I became to uh-huh. be uh-huh. from that show and
1: is it still on like on oh, yeah. Nickelodeon oh, so yeah. hello residuals yeah. Yeah. oh my God no it's <laughs> great it's still
2: on Nickelodeon and you know it's it's considered like one of their legacy shows uh-huh. and um, you know, maybe I get to play the character again one day
1: that's knows. beautiful yeah. today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job.
0: Enjoying In The Moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates.
1: And you just, you tested for it, and then... Yeah, so,
2: it's actually a funny story. Yeah, this is really what is your question. I went into the full how I got here, but this was your question, how I got the show. So, there was actually a pilot before me. Um, It was all about... Kira, who played Phoebe in the show, it okay. was like all about her. Uh-huh. And there was an older brother character, and it just didn't test well with boys. Okay. And so they redid the pilot and they made it twins. Like it was Kira and the twin. Uh-huh. And so I knew Kira, and so we were well acquainted with each other. I knew that she had done a pilot called the Thundermans. And then I got the audition that. It was for the Thundermans, and I was like, wait, Kira already did, did this, this show, you know, right. I'm yeah, like yeah. What, what's going on? And then I obviously see it's a younger twin, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, like we, we look alike, like that could work, you know, we ha- we have a good rapport, we've worked together in acting class, you know, a lot of people don't know that we really knew each other before the show, right. you know, so it really worked well, we had that brother, Chemistry. sister, she was a little yeah. bit younger too, uh-huh. and at that age, like two years is like way more, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 12 to 14, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, I had a chemistry read and dyed my hair black, and I read with the dad, Chris Tallman, and I read with with Kira, and they have that audition tape. They put it up on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. It's, it's awesome. Okay. It's so funny. I look like so little in it. It's crazy oh, to think I'm sure back. you were, yeah,
1: like you were a boy. It's a trip. It's right? a trip to
2: think I... I think in next year, maybe two years, I'll have been here longer than I was in Orlando. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, you're getting old. Yeah, Yeah. I'm getting up there. So
1: then you got the job, and then 103 episodes later, so that's how many years? years. Five years. Five
2: years. That's crazy. It was the best. Like, I literally... You know, you you, you go back on it, and, like, sometimes... you think like, well, if I hadn't have done Nickelodeon, then maybe I would have gotten something else. But it's like, I i got so much from that experience no, that I can't yeah. do that.
1: Well, I also, you know? it, I think that is um, uh, sort of a, what's my word? Like a repudiation of our lives unfolding. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's all kind of unfolding as it should. Yeah, Even yeah. the things that we don't think should be happening are happening. Right. I always think for our higher good. You the know what, what I mean? ifs
2: and what thens will make take you out of the moment.
1: Totally. You so. can't. But, but everybody also... It's also honoring, like, your path is not Leo DiCaprio's path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nor should it be, because exactly. that's his
2: path. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: I think we... That's the... that Besides social media, like, we compare and despair. Uh, yeah, I get really upset sometimes about... I was talking to an agent the other day, and she was posting some stuff on Instagram about Patti Smith, the singer-songwriter, sure. rock star. Like, she does really interesting photography now. And she was just talking about, like, you know, a journey in the arts doesn't mean once you get something it's over or you've reached nirvana Mm -hmm. or you and that kind of shell game i think is constantly being sold to people and it sets people up to fail. Yeah. it sets those people who are experiencing it up for failure at some level or disappointment like expectations are not met based yeah. on oh i thought when i got this it was going to be like law yeah. and it's only
2: law no, people, <laughs> you know it I mean? people really think that fame and money will solve their problems and it doesn't you know right. and, it, and it doesn't but that may know?
1: also be well, i always feel like everything's kind of working out Anyway, is I guess that's the lesson that we have to get right. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Well, people think that like it, it, if if people just recognized them and they were uh, did something that that mattered that that it would it would change them or their their problems would be solved. Like I was with I, I met someone who was very famous the other day, like one of the most famous people on the planet, and we went to a comedy comedy show. And he was kind of miserable. I was going to
1: say... Yeah. Oh, my God. I was going to interrupt and be like, was he hating his He life? was kind of miserable. Oh, no. Like, he
2: was getting heckled. Like, uh, it was just like... I, I who is it? Him. No, no yeah, I know you I can't tell can't, us. But it was... Tell <laughs> me later. <laughs> it was, no, you know, not it just because I'm judging show. it.
1: No, it's, it's literally the trap of... That's the trap. Those things seem for artists to be the measurement of, like, what we started with today. Like, the measurement of success and making it and this feedback loop of, like, oh we're being revered in society because we get that adulation or whatever and then you realize like it's not a real thing either. That's right. not a real thing. Right. Right. At the end of the day you still have to come home and like yeah. you take your pants off and you go to bed and you climb into you bed have and you're having to deal problems. with your thoughts. That's right. Yeah. But sometimes hot, uh, more more, more money, more problems. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's so the I guess the point about all of it is what I'm always saying Jack is like it's not that we shouldn't be in pursuance of all these things. Right. That's why we're here mm-hmm. in a physical existence. But I think it just gets me so upset that, especially in America, the drive is always toward something other than what we have now. It's yeah. all about the displacement of the moment. Yeah. Like the moment isn't even really revered. And, and it's not sacred because our life right now mm-hmm. isn't enough. That's why we have to doom scroll. Yeah. Our life right now isn't enough. That's why we're unhappy because, Stand oh, up. I should be on this show. Yeah, And I think it's like you lose a sense of power and your own agency in your life because, yeah, the comparative aspect is really destructive. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just like having to relearn it, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's a meditation process or going to church and like being Mm -hmm. steeped in like, I don't know, philosophy or Mm -hmm. like when I think religion, I don't mean like, uh, you know, orthodox, like something that's very like um, that word religion is so loaded, but just something that creates kind of a practice yeah. that keeps you grounded to now. Yeah. You know?
2: I think for me, like, growing up and being on the show, like, it was just acting, acting, acting. And I feel like I could even, not I could be better at acting, you know what I mean? But it was still, in my mindset, it was just, like, all acting, 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 acting. And, mm. like, once the show ended, I'm like, what do Who I are you? Who right. am I? Who are you? You know, like, what what do I care about? What That's What right. makes me feel alive? And I think what I've found in taking the past few years to really... Um, mature and kind of grow up without the distraction of a, a full-time job at a, as a teenager, um, I feel like, for me, relationships are the most important thing. And I have my passions, I have my art, I have my music and my acting, and I love all that. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're dying on your deathbed, I don't feel like I'm going to be thinking about any of that stuff. Well,
1: you're not going to be like, I only had 4.2 million followers. Exactly. Today.
2: <laughs> you know, or like, yeah. I, I can't believe um, I didn't get that role. Yeah. Or no. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, going to be like, yeah. I wish I spent more time with those people. Of course. You know, and no, that's no, what course. makes the means the most to me is my relationships with my family, my friends, um, and getting together and like being in community with each other. I feel like we, as people, I watched this, Amazing doc on Netflix. Um, it's the is called the the rescue of Makai or something like that. It's the crazy volcano in New Zealand that oh, erupted right. in two thousand nineteen. I, I know that
1: document. I didn't see it, but I know it. And you're it's about, just yeah. an
2: amazing story about how they, they got helped some each other. Of those survivors right? out, and they, helped each, they helped each other. And at the end of the day, like w- us humans, like we're, we just have each other. You know what I mean? Like there's there's not other any other species that, that like share our common ground. Right. You know, and I think it comes naturally to us to want to help, right, um, and, and support, right? That's another point that I have, like, I, I've been thinking about this recently. It's, like, being in music um, for the first time ever in the past couple of years, I never... Have Had to network. Mm -hmm. I never knew what that really was Mm -hmm. because I was a child actor. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of thrusted into it and I had all these connections and I didn't have to like put myself out there and meet people and like have conversations. But now I'm in this whole new fish tank, right? Nobody knows who I am. I'm a little, little fish in a really, really big pond. And I've learned that what we're talking about, like humans helping people, like it's really about, you can't do it alone. It's it's really about going out, meeting people, being interested in them, putting your best for telling your telling your story, your perspective, genuinely being a kind, loving person. And people will see that and recognize that. And if you have if you're lucky enough to be blessed to have something like a like a talent or a gift, people will want to help you. You know right. what I mean? People will see that and and, and and want to figure out what they can do to be a part of what you have going on.
1: Well, I think we underestimate that people do want to help. I think yeah. we don't often ask for help. Yeah. I'm also like, as a Capricorn, I don't, I'm always like, I can do it myself. Yeah. I can climb Mount Everest and change the wheels of this 747. <laughs> yeah. and make you an omelet whilst like solving like climate change. Like I don't ever ask for help. So yeah. that's something that I'm realizing. I think a lot of people suffer from that, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means. I think it's it's more of like we equate it with a sign of weakness when actual yeah. this vulnerability of embracing and asking somebody into our life, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it it speaks very much to what you're talking about. Also, I, I think when you were saying those things to me, what I, you know, obviously what I've been teaching for so long and we don't, I think it always comes back to feeling, right? Like it's not, it's not so much about what we do in life it's about how we make people feel mm. and even if I think about fame it, it, and even if I think about famous actors or I see a movie from like the 1940s or something or or even like the 50s or whatever and like I love Audrey Hepburn like she's coming to mind right but I, I didn't know her I never taught her I never worked with her but when I watch her work let's say what she makes me feel yeah is what i take with me yeah and i think we again we are so stuck on the outer like the the window dressing the mm-hmm. presentation of something as yeah. opposed to these this this is it kids yeah. this is really it and actually the older i get sorry i'm like pulling out all the old cards here now <laughs> but i'm about to turn 55 i realize like the best moments in my life aren't even necessarily the ones that are like so big yeah they're like just little moments that's little moments like oh the sunrise or oh it's okay yeah just like you know saying hi to a stranger or i know it sounds so it's a human thing it really is just connection you know what i mean and we're constantly being taught to live for the big stuff i think that's also because our social media world is that because we we have to we have to be known for something we have to be heard we yeah. have to like acknowledge that we're here and we have, you know what yeah. i mean which is all like it doesn't matter we don't matter you don't matter yeah, yeah <laughs> which is which can be then freeing to realize like it's all been going on for millennia mm-hmm. nobody well, you know because we just you did, you've done readings of this mary shelley piece yeah. this frankenstein piece and we just did it this morning before this podcast and mm-hmm. i was like God, Mary Shelley was writing about things in 1818.
2: Like, what? Yeah.
1: 200 years ago. Like, I mean, life has been going on. You know what I mean? But, Jack, I think you are such, uh, you exemplify these things that we're talking about. I love, too, like when you came to class, and I love how vulnerable you were about like, you know, I don't even know if I can act anymore. Like I was like a teen actor and do I do I even know how to do this? And then I was like, hell yeah, you're so funny and you go for shit. And and I think it's I'm not just like blowing smoke up your ass, because everybody knows I can't ever bullshit an actor. I really am a truth teller there. But also it's important for people listening to remember that we don't you don't lose skills as an actor. You can stop acting today. And then decide to pick it up in 10 years from now, and it's mm-hmm. actually you're even going to get better right. because you've lived more life, yeah. So, if you were committed and, and invested in your life as an artist, I, I think the skills just develop. So, yeah, and
2: that's all it is, right? It, it's because we're acting really is just like is life. life, that's right? all it is, and that's what's so taboo about it, and like it's so hard dude it's so I know hard. it's so easy but, but it's, it's so, so hard. hard you know because you just have to be yourself uh, I like, know but it's and for me impossible. personally it's impossible like I've been you know was on Nick and it's like this huge acting which is like has its place and it's great you well know? it is
1: a style of acting but also I was going to say for you and for young people that I've taught or you know Who you were as 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old Jack is not Mm -hmm. who you're stepping into this new Mm -hmm. phase of life. I don't think we talk enough about phases of life. Like yesterday, I was just like in my house. I'm like, oh. God, where, where, why aren't people telling me about how to become a (laughs) fifty-five-year-old? I need, I need skills. (laughs) I need help. I'm sorry, I'm shouting. It's going in the red, but it's true. But they don't talk about it's like, oh, it's like fifty-five is the new thirty-five. No, it's not. No,
2: it's not. Fifty-five is like, wait, what? I feel like society has like, you know, people
1: who are not fifty-five are like, what is he talking about? Go ahead. People,
2: I feel like people. Make it so that once you're, you know, a certain age, you should just have it together. I know you're right? an adult. I know. But you're, you're Nobody has it together. It out, Nobody right? has like, it we're together. we like, constantly figuring it out, and that's what that's what really broke the veil for me was my parents. Honestly, going back to that, like when they were having their mess up, I was like, "Oh, that's a big oh, like, yeah." We're all just people. <laughs> when you <laughs> you know, when
1: you kind of like go like, what's the word? Like you've you've not carried over, but you've like. You go over that threshold of no longer seeing your parents just as your parents. Right. That is to me like the beginning of, adulthood. everything, yeah, adulthood, more mor- mortality. You have this idea of them in your head. That's right. They're like, these. Oh, they, epic, ha- they have it all. They they're know just it. parentals. But then yeah. you're like, oh wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. They're I have flawed. it more to get at me right now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> They're flawed, yeah. messy, beautiful human beings that are just trying them. to do the best they them. can. Do the best they can. I know. And they
2: made, you know. they made me a better version of them. You know, And that's, Aww. I feel like, what you can really hope for as a parent is to pass along the good things. You I'm know? sure they're and, very proud of you, Jack. Oh, you're, a, thanks. you're an upstanding young man. Thank you. Yeah, I, you I, I love them, and I'm so grateful for their support. I wouldn't be here if my didn't come here at 13 and my mom never would have gotten Thundermans. Like, who knows?
1: Yeah, they made know? sacrifices, right? They did. As they they really did. did. Like, a lot of parents of, of young actors yeah. um well jack let's let's do this i mean that went by so fast let's do a speed round what happened in 1643 go no we were just laughing off stage like <laughs> speed round is about history No, it's not i don't even i don't even have my speed I'm round not
2: gonna do well if this is about history.
1: no i don't even have my speed round questions i keep okay. forgetting to bring them <laughs> who's your actually let's do this i've never asked anybody this who's your who was your childhood crush
2: that's a good one Probably Megan Fox or Selena Gomez. Oh, wow. Okay. That Transformers movie just turned my my your mind. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah.
1: And, you know, Megan Fox, I think, has mad acting skills. And I think this is an interesting aspect of the business where perhaps because of the way she looked and she was sex symboled. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Pamela Anderson had. She has a new Netflix movie coming out about, like, trying to, like... Rewrite the script for herself, right? In mm-hmm. terms of not what is projected onto the actor, but who else they are. Yeah. Anyway, it's just in a way food for it probably thought. could
2: have like identified her in a way, like you know what I mean? Like in her own personal, like you know, she's obviously come out here to be an actor, but when someone labels you, or the industry labels you as sex, and was like, oh, I guess, I guess that's what I am. Now, yeah. You know? No, I
1: know this is. These are some of the challenges yeah. of like keep moving past the way the business wants to label yeah. us. You know what I mean? Define us, like, yeah. Um, But
2: Selena, Selena was also a super cutie that I adored. And I also got to work with her once. Oh, nice. And it was in like the Wizards Of Waverly Place? Yeah, it was in that era. So she wasn't like a superstar yet. Uh Uh-huh. And she was so nice And we did an Xbox commercial together Okay And we got to like talk And she told me about Wizards And this was before Thundermans Like I was still 14 or something like that Oh my god You're probably a a total nerd I'll always remember this day Yeah It was Uh so awesome
1: Okay What is something you can't live without? Ah, Jack I'm really stumping you You, This Um, is called the speed round People Uh People I don't think I'd be able to be Do you know that Barbra Streisand song? People who need people no you don't know it <laughs> we're gonna maybe that will be the outro of this song i don't know if we have the license for that but anyway i would not
2: do well like the uh, on an island luckiest by myself people in the world
1: <laughs> i'm gonna send you that song okay <laughs> what is um your favorite
2: movie it's oh, hard back to the future is up there i love back to the future um I'm a sucker for Adam Stanley movies. okay. I yeah. love Mr. D's and Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy like I could watch those, those are, like my comfort movies. comfort movies yeah I mean my dad used to watch those so and he's doing so really funny.
1: interesting like more edgy yeah absolutely. yeah, yeah he's really wanting to like he's so it's really awesome. commendable yeah I yeah. got
2: to I got to meet him once too. what an amazing guy like, yeah. super nice guy. yeah, he seems really down to earth yeah puts all his friends in his movies. Yeah,
1: know. I know that's yeah, cool. What would you tell your younger self?
2: don't rush I would say and um, mm -hmm. show up for myself uh, physically mentally Mm -hmm. yeah
1: what what are you scared of?
2: running out of time
1: oh that's a good one
2: yeah and not doing the things that I I dream of Mm -hmm. yeah but letting my life go by
1: and then we have to remember I was talking to my boyfriend about this because he's he's in that space right now like I'm running out of time and I was like well true and yet it's not true because it's an illusion mm. this idea of time right
2: yeah i get distracted really
1: uh, well yeah we all do you that's know? what social media yeah. tech companies like i have want a lot of to do.
2: yeah <laughs> i get distracted you know and i have a lot that i am passionate about and that i want to do and so i yeah. feel like i'm i'm scared of You know that it's too. Sometimes I spread myself really thin. mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Instead Mm -hmm. of focusing on one or two things, I'm like, I want to do all these things, and that's why I wanted to be an actor. because I wanted to be so many things growing up, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I could like pretend to be all these things. You know.
1: Yeah. But Jack, I think we. You know, I think, I think in terms of time, it's about where we lose time is not again embracing like right now Mm -hmm. what we can be doing to move the things that we're wanting to have happen forward that's all yeah and yeah if we're i listen i'm i feel like sometimes i've been uh zombified and i'm like oh i'm supposed to be doing rewrites of that script and i'm like scrolling animal videos right like (laughs) (laughs) that is a brain drain train that we have to be mindful of i think Mm but um okay what how would you describe acting in one word
2: reacting though of
1: course Um, it is i mean (laughs) ding ding no it's not
2: i mean life true right like that's true as simple as it is it's super hard to for me difficult to achieve but it really is just like trying to be trying to uh turn right you know Uh uh-huh Wait, at, turn, wait. To turn right.
1: Turn right. Or are you yeah. going to say at left brain, turn yeah, right? Okay. Like, yeah, You're you, know oh. you know what I'm saying.
2: You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Ding, like, ding,
1: ding. Wait, I need to have audio visuals next time, ladies. Ding, just ding. Just hold them up, audio. <laughs> um, how, what would you kind of you just kind of answer that as well, but what what do you feel like you've learned at AMAW?
2: Um, that I'm enough.
1: Aw, that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. That it just.
1: You really are. Thanks. Man. We all are. Yeah. But that is. I
2: think growing up and um, the different acting schools that I've been and just being on Nick, like nothing against any of that. Um, But I really appreciate how your school teaches the, the students that they don't really need anything, but them and their experiences and what they've been through. And Mm. if they're able to bring that to the role, then they're doing their job. You know,
1: I I just anecdotally, one of my students, who's a good friend of mine, she was texting me. She's like, Oh, I am I she's like, I put her on my my vision board and oh my god, it's happening. And I was like, what? And so apparently she'd put Kate Blanchett on her vision board, yeah. and now she has an audition with Kate Blanchett. Wow. And she's like, it's a very short, like just a one yeah. like page scene, right? And she's like, uh, she's like, Tony, I just I have to figure out like how am I gonna stand out? And I was like, no, no, uh-huh. no, no. Yeah. I was like, ju- I won't say who it is because, but I was like, just by you being yourself. doing it your way you will stand out right because as soon as the actor tries to put something on it yeah They're going to stand out in the wrong way. Yeah. That's right. So that is, speaks to And then she's like, oh God, yeah, you're right. I so (laughs)
2: believe in manifestation. Like like she's saying her vision board. Oh, well, I wasn't doing vision
1: boards, but I do believe in that as well. No, I don't have a vision board, but I
2: manifest. You know what I mean? I really um, think about things a lot and sort of how they'll come to be and maybe which ways they could present themselves. Innumerable, right? Yeah, of course. I think so many things into my life. It's crazy. Well, I think that also speaks... Especially recently. It
1: speaks to like the science... Of like we're in the world like causality versus effect and what what causes what mm-hmm. right and i think if you start to like look at that everything that we see around us started as an idea this podcast yeah. the actual the literal microphone yeah. a table somebody had a vision of creating a table. right brain is so that's, powerful and thoughts
2: right. are like a real thing you know it's they're they're there they're yeah. in there yeah. and like just thinking something like i feel like the universe recognizes that and um um, like how you can, um, think yourself to health or think yourself to sickness. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, the brain is so powerful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. And then manifestation I, I think is, is totally real. like, I, I'm a big fan of like one of my teachers growing up kind of told me so long as you aren't being complacent and you're like, every day like doing the things that you need to be doing to like progress yourself to where you want to go then like all the things in life that you want really actually exist for you like they're there right now and they're yours if you're doing what you need to do that's right that's kind of and it stuck with me yeah. well I think it,
1: it's also like being open to them showing up in ways that we just can't imagine because mm-hmm. it doesn't always the mind picture isn't an exact replica of yeah. what we think it's, it never but, happens though, you know what I, I mean? mean yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's your celebrity crush now as an adult? Um, like Selena Gomez and yeah, Megan Fox. Yeah, still the same, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
2: know. I don't think about that stuff. Oh, you don't? I, okay. I don't know. I do
1: when I watch it. I'm you like, do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Men and women. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I think I'm really attracted to like when you see somebody like, I don't know, really doing something so inspirational I find that really attractive not even it's not even sexual it's okay, like oh, for wow for sure
2: I, I, I love going to see bands and stuff I just saw 1975 and oh, love Maddie them. Healy was so okay, good so there stage. you go know. yeah like, it
1: can be a gender non-conformant you yeah, know like he had a crush. great
2: show and a great message yeah and he ate raw steak on stage oh wow he's getting his iron kind of crazy okay. when you're on tour you know what i mean okay. like you get sick like it's pretty pretty crazy. keeping
1: his red blood cells pumping yeah okay, all right but he
2: had a whole cool theatrical that's what i wow. think is great when when bands really tell a story and like i was talking about earlier we'll take time to kind of talk about what's going on in the world because. They have a responsibility to share that perspective. You know, someone in the audience might not really see things like that, and it might change their life.
1: I went to Bjork's concert uh, last fall, and the whole experience—it was an (sighs) experience—was about the climate crisis, Mm -hmm. like thread through her music, and it was beautiful and really moving and existential and right. Uh, So yeah, a message. Uh, Last question: How would you describe love? I love you taking a deep breath before each. Answering I want to answer it well.
2: No, you will. So, or my most most truthful um, ta- love. Ta- that's such a Pandora's box.
1: Maybe that's right there. You just answered it. Love is a Pandora's box. Yeah,
2: I think love is extremely human. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, yeah. I think we are. We gravitate towards the light, towards the love. You know, I, I think that's why we sometimes block out negative stuff that's happening especially as children like we're going through trauma like we don't even we don't even want to register it because we want the good you know what I mean we want love we want light we want goodness so I think love is extremely human yeah
1: I I was gonna say sometimes like in my 20s when I was your age I didn't run toward the light at all I was going to like people who were like (laughs) like Darth Vader, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I thought that, that met my expectation. And this, see, this is about love that met my expectation, deservement in love. Yeah. Right. And then as I got older and started realizing like, Oh wow, I deserve so much more light and show light represented as showing up and returning a phone call. And yeah. like when they say they're going to be there, they actually are there and taking me out on a date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So But I agree with you. I'm just giving a different point of reference as in my 20s. But I always like to say, and I guess none of my guests ever know the answer that I say about this love question, because maybe they don't listen to the end of my podcast. (laughs) But I always say my definition of love is just this moment right now.
2: Hmm, That's sweet. Thank you. It is. It's community, it is. it's people. Like it's you, Jack. It's
1: you and I right now in these moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love you, man. I love you too. Yeah. So Jack, tell us, tell the listeners now, how can they find you with your four point something million followers? <laughs> just, You'll just, get some more.
2: Just my name, just Jack, Jack Griffo. Griffo. Yeah. My band is Kid Baron Music on Instagram. and Kid Baron. Okay.
1: And then you're soon going to, you have a TikTok for Kid Barron as well? We have a
2: TikTok. Yeah. My TikTok's just my name, Jack Griffo, and we have a Kid Baron one as well. Um, we've got some stuff coming out this year so. and you'll
1: make announcements on those platforms yeah, about absolutely. how to get your music in yeah. Okay. Jack yeah. thanks for being here thanks from exactly Thunderman me. to like grown up man yes love it exactly yeah. okay thanks, thanks for man. being here yeah. yeah
0: thanks for listening to In The Moment don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more
1: Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. Good job, Jack. That was great. So that was great. That was great. Was great. Yes. Was awesome.